Good morning. We're looking at that verse in uh, Psalm 23 and verse 4. Yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death, I will fear no evil. For thou art with me, thy rod and thy staff, they comfort me. We were considering in the last section in the last session what the shadow of death means for an unbeliever. But in context, the verse of course refers to those who are able to say the Lord is my shepherd. In other words, a Christian. I just want to hone in on this one word this morning, the word though. It suggests an uncertainty. In other words, if I do walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Thou art with me, I will fear no evil, etc. You see, for the Christian, we believe Jesus is coming again. And some people will never die. They will never walk through the valley of the shadow of death. You possibly remember the hymn that goes like this, Jesus is coming O sing the glad word, coming for those he redeemed by his blood, coming to reign as the glorified Lord, Jesus is coming again. This speaks of two aspects of his return. He's coming for his people and he's coming to reign. When he comes for his people, those who are alive and remain will never die. Jesus said in John chapter 11, I am the resurrection and the life. He that believeth in me, though he were dead, yet shall he live. That's the promise of resurrection for his people when he comes again. But he goes on to say in the same verse, And he that liveth and believeth in me shall never die. This is what I'm referring to. Some people will never be called upon to walk through the valley of the shadow of death. This isn't wishful thinking. Jesus is coming again. Our Bible makes it clear. John chapter 14, one of the most well-known verses of Scripture, Let not your heart be troubled. And the Saviour goes on to say, I go to prepare a place for you. And if I go and prepare a place for you, I will come again and receive you unto myself, that where I am, there you may be also. And again in Thessalonians chapter 4, The dead in Christ shall rise first, then we which are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them. What a reunion with our loved ones that will be. But even more than that, it says together we shall meet the Lord. What a hope, what a glorious prospect. For living believers, this mortal body shall put on immortality According to 1 Corinthians chapter 15, the Lord Jesus shall change these bodies of humiliation, fashioning them like unto his body of glory. Philippians chapter 3. We shall have bodies suited to that heavenly realm, not limited to time and sense like now, and beyond the reach of sin and death. So many people I've spoken to recently have said, with regards to this pandemic, we couldn't have carried on in this way The world was headed. Maybe God has overruled this situation in order to make humanity stop and think as a final warning before the dreadful day of judgment comes. I wonder whether that time of trouble or tribulation, as scripture calls this, is rapidly approaching. This present world seems to me to be in such a dreadful state of godlessness, 
just ripe for that satanically inspired and controlled dictator to arise, who is described for us in all his horrors in the book of Revelation. God is light and God is love. Scripture says, shall not the judge of all the earth do right? It also says judgment is his strange work. But never forget this, the most well-known verse in the whole Bible, I think. God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him should not perish but have everlasting life. However, the solemn fact is that there is a period of severe judgment coming upon this world, called in Scripture, Tribulation the Great. Do you remember the old hymn, Our Lord is now rejected and by the world disowned, by the many still neglected and by the few enthroned, but soon he'll come in glory, the hour is coming, drawing nigh, for the crowning day is coming, by and by. For the Christian, those of us who have believed on him, we will be taken away, raptured before that dreadful day of judgment commences. Do you remember Enoch in the book of Genesis? He never died. Scripture tells us that God took him before the judgment of the flood enveloped the earth. After the judgments of that future day, Jesus will come back to the earth in power and great glory to rule and to reign. The promise made to Mary in Luke chapter 1 will be fulfilled. He shall reign forever, and his kingdom, there shall be no end, no frontier to his kingdom. As a, another hymn says, his kingdom stretch from shore to shore till moon shall wax and wane no more. I can't wait for that day, I must say. Before we conclude, let's return to this expression, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. It may well be that there are Christians listening to my voice this morning who will never die. You probably know the well-known hymn, When peace like a river attendeth my way. Second verse goes like this, But Lord, it's for thee, for thy coming we wait. The sky, not the grave, is our goal. O trump of the angel, O voice of the Lord, blessed hope, blessed rest of my soul. It is well, it is well with my soul. So you see, dear child of God, the next event on the divine calendar is the coming again of the Lord Jesus, the up-calling of every true believer into the presence of our Saviour, the one who died for us and who is waiting to receive us to be forever with him. So there you have it, though the uncertainty possibly suggested in that verse. In the next session, God willing, we shall try to answer the question, what happens when a Christian dies? But I trust this is the word that the Lord will touch your heart with this morning. God bless you.